experiment times. Yeah, it's just the two of us this time. No bugs. Exactly, but don't worry everyone. We're not losing bugs. We're just trying a new format of two people per show and we'll just rotate randomly and you'll still hear all of us. This way we hope to get some more podcasts out um, since scheduling and recording podcasts with three people turned out to be way harder than we expected it to be. Yep, and that way maybe we'll even explore some topics more deeply. And probably also develop different styles. True, yeah, let's see what happens. So let's actually try this then, right? So Adam, how do you like the Netherlands so far? I actually like it a lot, and I don't think I've mentioned this on the show, but I moved to the Netherlands a few weeks, months back. I don't even know, but I'm here. And I like it. Cool. And how do you like the incredibly warm and humid weather we get in the summer? So I haven't been here through the summer yet, but for example, today, what happens? Well, yesterday it was like 30 degrees, which was really hot. And today was supposed to get thunderstorms. So I hope it'll just cool down with the rain. I mean, have you never experienced the typical Dutch weather? Normally what we have is after a couple of days of warm weather, we get very warm, very humid thunderstorms. So it'll be warm, clammy, and thundering. Oh. Fantastic. So I was expecting rain, but no. Okay. Oh, there will be rain. And if you stand outside, you will probably like cool off slightly. But as soon as you get out of the rain, you'll be, like, you'll okay. be soaked and warm. And very annoyed. <laughs> well, fantastic then. But yeah, the weather is definitely more dynamic here than in Czech Republic. But what I really like is just like how Dutch people seem to not really care. Like there's a rain pouring down. There's just like someone casually walking with their groceries and just ignoring the rain completely. Still enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, that's basically the only way to go through life here. Because... It changes all the time. And no one wears umbrellas. Uh, no one uses umbrellas. Some oh, people do. Some people do. But yeah, not the majority of people just don't care. I guess because they're supposed to protect you from vertical rain, but we sometimes get horizontal rain as well, so that doesn't work. <laughs> yep. And very sometimes, but that's uh, uh, um, more in the winter, you get like pretty large hills and i've seen one time where one of them i think literally just went through the front window of a car cool but at least that's quite rare so you don't get ready for it and it just surprises you yeah because especially those types of hailstorms they come up within like five minutes like everything yeah that's what i like it's just blue skies and sun and five minutes later it's dark and raining and another five minutes later it's blue skies and sun <laughs> yep so the question what's the weather today is just nonsense you can't ask that it's just like all of the weather every day <laughs> yep the only valid question is what's the weather the next 10 minutes that sometimes can be answered i learned yes <laughs> well welcome to the netherlands thank you i hope you'll enjoy it here so anyway i don't think this will be a weather podcast right 
Yeah, no. You mostly wanted to talk about various things that we're interested in. Yeah. Like, I happen to know that we both have iPads and we both enjoy, like, working on them. Yes, they're the best computers. It depends how you look at them, right? <laughs> right. And I'm sure we'll get into this more. And also, I'm pretty sure that we also both really like playing games. I guess we might, yeah. So I'm sure we'll also be talking a lot about that. There's many other things, like automating stuff. Yep. And I'm sure that we'll find out more topics as we go along. Maybe also D&D, once you get your own campaign off the ground. Mm -hmm. I'm quite excited about that one. Th cool. Yeah, I, I, I am too. I am too. I just need to get to it and just, it'll be a lot of time, I'm sure. Just like scheme or maybe even like read through the dungeon master book the dungeon master book i feel is more for creating your own campaign which is what i want to do right although maybe like it would be it could be interested to just do a one shot as a first one and just buy or just get one that's just prepared if you want that i have some books mm -hmm. for example the the yawning portal okay which is a collection of different shorter adventures oh um and there's, I think, at least one of them that starts at level one. Okay, interesting. Yeah, the levels are probably not that important, but it's it's more that I get used to the format or just or just try it out, like how it feels like to be GM, or like what challenges are there. And I'm sure that there's a storyline that's like supposed to be followed and then players will do something completely different, right? And just you need to deal with it. And that's just about experience and just knowing how to get them back on track or... Or just rolling with it. Or just rolling with it and just like taking it from there. Sure. Yeah. And maybe you had some, I don't know, cave or something prepared at a certain point. But like, it's not like a computer game that you need to code and everything is created. And then just like whatever you do has been pre-decided, right? You can just, hey, maybe this NPC will appear somewhere else. Or hey, this scene will happen in a entire different context. Or just like, hey, there will be this NPC that will just give them quests to go to that cave. They needed to go anyway for the main story. And you can always just create it as you go, I guess. That's... Yep. That's what's nice. That's the whole beauty of it. Yeah. Maybe you could just improvise the whole game. Just have nothing prepared and just improvise. Although that probably wouldn't be as fun. So I've heard of people that do that, but they usually do still prepare like some of the backgrounds of people, like NPCs yeah. and backgrounds. Okay. So like you, you can have like these few NPCs maybe having these problems. So there will be quest of this type or this encounter but like you don't need to really think when they're going to appear right maybe just like hey maybe they're in a city maybe there's this pub i created and maybe there will be these people that will have this thing and you you can just maybe assemble it as you go but just prepare the specific pieces before yep which is interesting yeah that's that that might work the best and then you're never in a situation where you prepare something and players just completely ignore it and miss it. Because then you can, hey, actually, you know what? I'll just make it happen anytime I want. <laughs> Was there a cave you forgot to explore? Oh, guess what? You know, your, I don't know, horses got attacked and you just fell off and then you ran and, oh, there's this cave. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a surprise. It's, the, it's definitely not the cave from like three days ago that you completely ignored and I spent so much time on. <laughs> but... <laughs> There we go. So let's let's go in. Like what you guys <laughs> One, did. There's wolves outside, so you will die if you go anywhere else. By the way, <laughs> hint. 
or like, oh, hey, we missed an entire town. Mm-hmm. With a dragon in it. Yeah. <laughs> and I called. Which, which was the, yeah, I, I know what you mean now. <laughs> and I think that's the challenge of the, like, if, if you buy an adventure and it's just like all assembled, then maybe it's too restrictive to just change or... It can be if you're not good at improvising. So that's actually something I'm really looking forward to, just like improvising and making random things. But it'll be interesting to keep like track of everything. And because like if you have a, if you prepare something in advance, right, then you can just say, hey, they're at this point of the adventure. Right. But if you're making it up, you need to make notes about, oh, what I made up and when they are and just like how I altered this prepared game. And then it, I guess it needs much, much more work. I mean, I do have a file with things where I deviated from the original campaign, but luckily enough, my memory is also relatively decent with details. Ah, okay. So yeah, jealous. <laughs> often enough, like I'm okay with remembering it. Uh huh. Okay. But actually, I was thinking about how to do this, and I don't know if you talked about Obsidian on the show. Is this note app that just lets you do notes that are connected together. Um, so you don't have like a hierarchy, like folders and files, but it's just like, hey, this note points to this notes and that points to those notes and there's note backlinks to this note and you can make like a web of notes. And I thought that might be interesting for D&D so I can have, hey, there's this town and there's these NPCs and I just link to them. And then I can make notes, hey, these players talk to these NPCs, there's, there's this conversation. And then when I go to the town, maybe like, five months later oh actually they've been here and they took to this person or i can say hey this person now travels from this city to that city and i open it and oh actually they had a conversation in this city because it was like in the other note and ah. i haven't tried it but like that's just an idea i have like really really abstractly because you have notes like note per city note per npc note per player and note per encounter and then you just link to them right that sounds like and then, a very great way of doing that yeah, and then you can have backlinks so you can see, oh, I'm in this city, so whatever mentioned this city before. And maybe with a date, or I can have like a daily or like a session note right. with a date so I can say, oh, on this date, you've been here and talked about that. And But this is just like in my head. I never tried it. I just, yeah, no, something like, I definitely want to do. That does sound like a very interesting idea. Uh huh. I have always just appended everything to a single note document, which mm -hmm. becomes just madness at some point. Yeah. Especially since like, I also have notes on like what happens in which part of the dungeon. Yeah. And I have to keep scrolling and searching all the time. But yeah, like mm -hmm. I definitely should try Obsidian for that. Yeah, and Obsidian is really good about just you can open multiple notes on a screen and if you have two screens you can have the map on one and all the notes on the other one and then just click through oh but yeah um obsidian is definitely a good app and I, I i use it a lot for work notes and basically all my notes these days and it's it's interesting like and i don't want to diverge too much but it's interesting to see that normally like in when i tried apple notes or whatever else right 
the more more notes I had, the more messy it became because it was just I couldn't find anything. There's just too many things. Right. But because I never see all the notes and I only see the connections, the more notes I get, the better it becomes because I just I have like entry points. So I have entry point, for example, about my work and entry point about this podcast. Right. And then I go, hey, okay, I go to work and I see, okay, this is my like areas of responsibility and this is like some things I was thinking about. I click on that and oh, actually these are things and I have notes and I have everything in there, but I never see my D and D stuff, but it's in the same system. So I can go back to my D&D huh. entry point and this is like the games we played and this is my ideas as a GM and this is whatever else. And I just I just go through the web and only see like whatever's around the notes I'm in, but never the whole thing. Right. And for D&D, it sounds perfect. At least like for me, it's just, hey, this is the city. This is the region or whatever. Or maybe just... I can keep notes on the players and I see, hey, maybe cool things this player did and maybe, oh, he did this amount of cool things. I can give them inspiration and I can tell them why. Oh, because five months ago you did this one thing, you know, and then just it gets more interesting. Right. So usually for inspiration, you... Yeah, it's... Like you give it on the spot, but okay, you can at right. least do things like contact or have one character come back to what you did like a month or two mm -hmm. ago. And it can be a surprise to you even. Yep. Because you just, hey, we want to go back to the city and you just open the city. Oh, actually, there's these two pubs we've already been to and they just go to the pub and we can see, okay, so like, you know, the owner of the pub is this, this name and they talk about this and you can greet me. You can greet them. Like, oh, I remember you. Yeah. You, you haven't showed up for like five months. We talked about this thing and the player will be like, what? Yep. And then you could also do things like, oh, hey, you're back. I was wondering whether you had gone. Now I have to give back the winnings of my bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or something like this. Yeah, you can just put silly things for you as a GM to forget about. Yep. And whenever you just come back, maybe like, oh, actually, yeah, this is fun. Hmm. Okay. Now I'm really, now I really want to get to do things. But that's why I want to make my own world because you can just do all these things. And if you, if you keep notes, like you can, and, and you can improvise, which... I'm not sure if I can. I think I can, but I never tried, so I don't want to get too excited. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Like, maybe it's an idea to to start with something more prepared and then mm -hmm. try to improvise in the middle of it. And I can change it. I can just, like, start ignoring the whole thing and just continue with my stuff at any point in time, right? Yep. Which is actually... That might be a good start. By the way, totally random. For fun thing, I actually changed the virus scanner on my Mac. Like, okay, I think one or two weeks ago. Okay, what led you to do that? Um, wanting to experiment with more advanced, like, virus scanners, which is no longer called virus scanner, but endpoint detection and response. Okay, that sounds more serious, at least. So it must be more serious. Yeah, like it's. It's also really hard to get an EDR tool. Um, okay, so it's not like something like an antivirus or usual. Yeah, no, like the thing is, person most of like these, me. if you want less than like a thousand seeds, they don't even listen to you. Oh, like that way. Okay, how did you get yours then? So this comes back down to the one that I'm using. 
Microsoft Defender for Endpoints. Oh, and you use it on your Mac. Yes. To work on Linux. Yes, they also have a, <laughs> I also have it installed on my Linux VM. Nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Basically, the the thing there is that, as I said, most of them don't want to talk to you even because you're just wasting their time if you have less than a thousand seeds. Um, okay. But it's part of Microsoft 365, like the highest enterprise tier. Oh, okay. And you can just buy that via their online thing. And because it's you, you did. Yep. I was like, <laughs> let's just do this. Interesting. So what can it do more than like a normal antivirus I would have? Or... It doesn't just work on your own system. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, as soon as it finds something, it also tells the online service about it, um, including like, how did you get the malware? What did the malware try to do, etc. Um, the reason for that is so that an enterprise system administrator um, can track like, okay, who got the malware via which way did they get it? Like, did they get it by just going to a website? Did they get it from email? And what did it try to do? Okay, so it's not like, hey, I have this personal computer. I just want to have like some protection and hey, there's something wrong. So it just fixes it and I don't care anymore because it's fixed. But you actually want to learn and maybe prevent it in future or just have the information how and why that happened. Yes, like it okay. is actually intended so that as an administrator, you can see, for example, that five people have now gotten this thing that triggered the malware scanner. Let's mm -hmm. see if they all got the same phishing email. Right. And it also detects more things. Like it is also more behavioral. Um, okay. So for example, there are a decent amount of like malware where it is basically a, like an office, a word document with macros. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you open it, it runs like PowerShell, basically a script that tries to like encrypt your entire hard drive or like all of your files. Okay. Yeah. And it, uh, uh, um, EDRs. So EDR tools will actually realize that stop it and then send to the administrator a full chain of events of like this person got right. a document via the email they open it and it tried to start like it started powershell so descripting language and with mm -hmm. that it started to encrypt all of these files okay so basically the things that normal user wouldn't care about like they don't care what it does it's just like hey there's a problem i need to fix it and you fix it and that's it yeah but because this does also monitoring and information that's why we can do more yes but just like maybe situations that you couldn't resolve in an automated fashion but you can still report a lot on them and then the person can come and fix it or make a decision yeah maybe okay but then also to get higher level analysis of it mm -hmm. like i said like you can see that Oh, this group of people all got targeted. Right. Okay, and they happen to have this thing in common. So I wonder now what happened there. Yeah. And then you can do, yeah. Okay. So I'm interesting about that for like this thing or how was it useful to you? So I was mostly just very interested in how this sort of stuff 
looks like. Um, okay, so just like learn about it and experiment with it. Yeah, like that's where it started. And now I'm like, mm -hmm. well, this is actually very nice. So I might just stay with it for now. <laughs> My whole family is getting presents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure I would do that since I will have, I will say that the, the way I got it now is not cheap. Okay. Um, I think you've, you've been very curious. <laughs> yeah, I was okay. like, I think it's like 50 euros per seat per month. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not something that you just ran just, you know, just in case for your entire family. Just yeah. like, just like no. that. Yeah, no, that, okay. That's an entire different game. Yeah. Yeah. Like but getting it for a month, something just to experiment and see what it does. I guess that's totally fine. Right. Yeah. Like so far I just have the, I think it's two or three month trial that they offer. Mm -hmm. And after oh, that, even that, I'll see what I'll do. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But it is really interesting to watch um, mm -hmm. all the things that it will allow you to do. So it runs on like Linux, Windows, Mac OS everywhere. Yep. Interesting. And I think I saw that it even works on like Android. Okay. I'm sure it doesn't work on an iPad. That's just, they're too limited to even. Nope. It, there is an iOS version. It also only has 2.8 stars. So. Yeah, like many of like many enterprise things, they're not the most elegant and loved applications between people, like among people. I never someone heard like, "Oh, I love Jira. <laughs> I love this CRM system." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think people really do that. Yeah, these are things that get job done, not to please people. Yep. Which is maybe a feature like, hey, I hate this tool. I want to disappear as fast as I can. So you just like do your thing and disappear and not like play with everything and just waste time. Yeah. Which I know I would do. So <laughs> it's it's sometimes it's sometimes tricky to just <laughs> not procrastinate on things anyway. Yep. But yeah, this is interesting. Well, I'll be I'll be interested to know how that experiment goes and what you learn this can do. Yeah. I'll probably tell you about it more later. For now, I'm just clicking around things yep. and trying to like actually run malware and see what it does. <laughs> As you normally do. Actually, you do normally do. Yeah. I was just going to say like, you know me. 